Hello. Hello. Hi, you alright? Yeah, not bad, are you? Yeah, oh, I'm so sorry, I totally forgot. No, nah, don't worry, it's alright. Oh, I'm sorry, are you, are you alright to do it now? Yeah, that's fine if you're alright, if you've got time. Yeah, yeah, I, to be honest, um, I just dozed off on the couch. <laughs> sorry, no, I totally forgot. It's easy done. I've just said to the wife when I got home from work, sometimes you sit there and if you just get comfy, you just close your eyes and you think, oh, I'll just have five yeah. minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not worried. Bless you. Yeah, so have you have you been watching the um, the fight cards during the summer? Then have you watched um, some of the the headline fight camps and MTK <laughs> cards and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I've um, I watched that. Watched them all. To be fair, I think I was craving craving a bit of sport, but um, yeah. to be honest, I was. I was more devastated I wasn't a part of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, yeah. having watched it unfold, and sort of obviously it's a, it's a different type of event, there must have been a degree of envy wishing sort of you were, you were part of it, I guess. Yeah, definitely there was for me because I, I felt like, look, I, I was, my, my um, world title fight in April got cancelled two weeks prior. Yeah. So for me, I was like, come on now, I must I must be top of the list. Yeah, you must have thought you were yeah. the front of the queue, and especially, I guess, with a lot of the events that did happen, or certainly from my point of view, some of the the, the female fights that headlined some of the cards were, were some of the best of the bunch, and it's, it, yeah. it's really enhanced... Um, that side of things, so for you to miss out, I bet you're chomping at the bit um, to get yeah. something going, aren't you? I can't wait. So I've got I've got a date now for October the seventeenth. Right. Um, but obviously, it's all just kicked off again today, hasn't it, with this second wave? I know. Well, I couldn't believe. You know, when you get um, you see somebody share something, and, and we saw it last night, and I thought, nah, it can't be right that it just sort of came out of the blue again, and obviously with it spiking in certain areas, it's. Like you said, it's thrown another spanner in the works, especially given that a lot of um, people were thinking that we'd maybe get a few events where we could gradually start bringing some of the fans back as well. Yeah, well, um, I I was I was in the I was in the gym on Saturday, and one of the lads, I don't know where he got this from or if it was true, yeah. but he said uh, in October Manchester United had been granted twenty thousand fans. Yeah. So that's like a quarter of their eighty thousand capacity stadium. Yeah. But then even that, I was thinking, God, how can you go from like no audience at all straight yeah. to twenty thousand? I know. Like. It, it, yeah, I know. I've Crazy. seen I've seen other things similar um, with football stadiums, like you say. So it might have been right, but yeah, I heard other other teams sort of suggesting that they were gonna try and sell a certain amount of tickets and some sort of loyalty scheme. But again, that yeah. that's probably been knocked back again. So I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see. But it, it, it's so frustrating. Um, I've I've seen a few snippets of some of your training that you've been doing how in how intense have your sessions been is it a case of keeping in a, a, a state of general fitness waiting for for something to come well um to be honest like i said that my fight got cancelled two weeks thought it was going to happen so going into lockdown i was like peak fitness anyway yeah so the first the first couple of weeks i, I tried to keep it tried to keep sharp because i was told that my fight had been originally postponed to june the 25th yeah um 
and then when when I got the news that that wasn't happening, that was dead in the water, I just totally hit a brick wall and I just it all just went off the window. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. it's really hard for you because you, you, it's like doing two camps, isn't it? And you keep getting pushed back, and like you said, by the time you, ordinarily, I would imagine that you get to sort of fight week you're like you say you're at the peak you're as sharp as you possibly can and you're ready to sort of go to war so to have to go through that again and then get it pushed back and then it, it, it must be so difficult to be able to do and have a positive yeah, mindset it, it was it was um, and then like I said I've, I've, I've got this October the 17th in in, in my sights but yeah. like I said it's, it's one of them yeah I'll always, I always put 100% in. I've never ever put leave myself in the predicament where I wasn't ready. Yeah. But I can, I can just see it happening. That there'll just be a second wave, and yeah. I'll just be like, Eddie, if you'd have just got me on that bike camp. Yeah. You know, I said to Peter today, I was like, Do you know, Peter, if you can just hold off for five weeks, yeah. I wouldn't come out. I, I wouldn't <laughs> be bothered about coming out the house till next year. No. So what what yeah. what card was that scheduled? Was it a Newcastle card or? Yeah, so that 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 is what it is. It's the Newcastle bill. Yeah. Um, which was originally meant to be October the fourth, and now it's like I said, October the sorry, yeah. April the fourth, and now it's October the seventeenth. Yeah. Bless you. Well, keep everything crossed. Um, yeah. Is your next fight likely to be one that would? sort of shake off a little bit of ring rust or are you looking for something a bit more competitive have, have you got any idea what what sort of um, opposition you would be looking to fight in October so originally obviously from the April card I was meant to fight for a world title and it yeah. was a New Zealand girl yeah. um, they tried to get the fight back on but with all right, over in New Zealand they're quite strict, strict and if you leave the country yeah. you've got to go into a quarantine programme when you get back which is the same as any but in New Zealand you've got to pay right. and it's quite, it's quite a lot of money so that fight fell through on the grounds of money yeah. basically money issues because they, they sort of want to compensate in yeah yeah, yeah I get so it. By, by the time just to get home she has to there's all her pairs gone just to get to yeah. get a full team home so that fight fell through so then they've you know they've, they've promised me a world title fight but mm. it, it's 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 one of them it's like who wouldn't yeah so but look I'm I want, I want a hard fight. I'm at that point in my career now where it's been very stop-start and I just want to get in the mix. I can't be bothered doing a 10, 12-week training camp to, to have a warm-up where I'm just going to walk over them in a round. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm through all that now. I, I'm, um, I want to get in with the mix with them all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what do you think your optimum weight class is do you, do you believe you? I mean, obviously you're you're a world class fighter, and because of maybe the depth of opposition, you could probably fight at multiple weights and maybe expect to. What do you think your is your optimum weight class? Well, that world title in April was meant to be at a light heavy. Yeah. Which for me wasn't ideal, um, because. I, I took it because it like the opportunity. Yeah. You know, it was the opportunity to fight for a world title. Um so my optimum weight class is 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 probably super middle, but I'm not a bit although I've got the height, I'm not a heavy super middle. I'm more yeah. in between 
middle and super middle but this fight for October I've been asked to come down to middle yeah so I'm in the middle of coming right down to middle now right um but there you go like you hit the nail on the head there there's three weight classes yeah and at the high weight there isn't as many girls as what there is at lightweight or bantam yeah so that has given me the, the option to go up and down to get them opponents yeah which is something I've got to do really because if I just you know, you, 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 box, you box a couple of times and you fought everyone in your division. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you, you've just said there that you can tell, obviously, you're wanting the big fights and, and you're willing, that, that shows your ambition, that you're willing to move up or down accordingly with whatever opportunities there. And maybe that's been one of the, the issues, I guess, for Eddie or whoever it may be, to match you up accordingly with, with people who are, you know, worthy of a competitive fight for you. I guess that's been a, a, a because they probably won't have been able to get too many international fighters across because there's been a lot of domestic scraps, hasn't there? Yeah, that's the thing. So the only domestic girl there at about my weight is Hannah Rankin, the Scottish yeah. girl. Yeah. Um, she, but she's she's the same. She's operated at super middle, middle, super welter. So she's in the, the same position for me. So. That fight is there, and yeah. that fight has been talked about for October the seventeenth. Um, I'm yet still to hear if it is going to come off, but that that is another option for Matchroom yeah. if there's no um, overseas fighters. Yeah. Um, was there ever a point during? Obviously, we're still in the midst of it, really. But during the COVID situation, were you worried about your career or your profession moving forward and how it might be impacted? Well, yeah, because ideally for me, starting the year, I thought, right, four good fights yeah. for me, tough, hard fights, finish off with your big one at the end of the year, and then that could be me, and yeah. I, I could walk away from the sport and multi-weight world champion if all went well. Yeah. So, yeah, it 100% is from the spanner in the work, because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 29 now, and I, I've, 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 to be honest, I've boxed full-time since I was 17, yeah. so I've never... I'm quite lucky in the sense that I've never had to work. Yeah. I've I've had the I've been very privileged that I've had been had the opportunities to train full time, but I'm at the point in my life now where I'm sick of training. To, well, I'm not sick of it, but I'd like to do other things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, of course. Yeah. It's it's the same as like it's not like I can down to put my gloves down and go travelling for six months because it'll take six months for me to get back into it. Yeah. So it's it's one of them. You, you you get off the bike and it's like learn. Well, it's not learning how to pedal, but you know you you don't want to let up for a second or you know have them couple of months off where your time and could go. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I absolutely know what you mean. Um, and like you say, the the difference in having a sort of um a, a year uninterrupted where you could have had those fights. You know, you could have been already talking about like you say multi world champion in it. I think it's stop started everybody but um, okay. um, it's inevitable obviously that people when they speak to you they're going to want to talk about the shield situation oh, um, it's it's not orchestrated is it you, you can sort of tell by the back and forth that you have it's it's whether it's a genuine dislike maybe it's a strong word or competitive disagreement whatever you want to call it but to the out to the outsider it's it always appears that you're really relaxed almost sort of enjoying how um, frustrated she gets she really sort of gets a bit bit of a bee in a bonnet doesn't it what what do you think it is that gets her so animated 
Um, look, it's, it's, I don't know what our take might be on it because I have seen a fly off the handle, but it's it's, it's a business, isn't it? Yeah. It's, Josh, people talk about this is my gold ticket, but she wants, she needs this fight just as much as me because yeah, yeah. there's no one left. You know, she talked about fighting Aaliyah Ali, who was 40 yards, who was yeah. boxed for 10 years. Because yeah. there's no, the pool, like I said, she, she's went from super, the same super middle, middle, super well, the, the, there's no, there's, once you box them, four or five girls, it's like, wait, well, what do you want to do now? Do you want to yeah. wait someone new comes through? So, and it is a big, it is a big fight because she wants to, you know, amend that loss, that yeah. one loss on her card. Um, but I, I think, I don't know. I think maybe we've adopted the whole rules of you know the baddie and yeah. the 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 laid back one. But um, yeah, there's there's no there's, there's no there's... genuine bad feeling there for me. And I I, yeah. I think I, maybe it's the same. She's quite professional, so but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, and it it certainly has that feel that at some point, like you say, you you. you for it to be a big fight, it needs, but you both need each other, and it, it has got that feel now that at some point it sort of has to happen. I, I know Eddie chipped in a few weeks back and said, "Look, it's boring now. Let's bit like sort of let's get it scheduled, sort of thing." Do, do you think it's a fight that it's inevitable? It's going to happen. It's just a case of when. Yeah, hundred percent. But I do generally believe if that fight is built properly, yeah, that it will be the biggest fight in female boxing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 100% because when you think about it we are the heavyweights yeah we are the big girls in, in the in the, bo- in the female boxing game well, I was, so, um, yeah I was just going to say that I, I think you're right and I was thinking about this earlier and obviously there's a, there's a few rivalries and you've got your Katie Taylors and um, Natasha Jonas of course who fought Terry Harper but you're the equivalent of the, the sort of prize fighters like you say the bigger girls and that would really that, that, that's got to be a massive spectacle if that happened doesn't it it has, it has, 100%. Like I said, and because of that rivalry, yeah. like, you know, you don't see... If anything, more people probably want to see Clarissa lose. Yeah. Than, like I said, because she plays that body and she plays it well. Yeah. And she likes to get under people's skin and whatever, but you you wouldn't see Katie do that. No. Whereas I think that that attracts a lot more people to the table yeah I think you're right and some boxers are comfortable playing that sort of villain role just so that even if it means that people tune in because like you quite rightly said they're tuning in because they want them to lose Floyd Mayweather used to do it um they they just take that role on so yeah I I agree I think it would be huge and and hopefully that gets uh that gets made um yeah you appear in your training and, and um, a lot of your sparring, you get quite a lot of male sparring partners, which is, of course is not uncommon, it happens quite a lot. I know um, sort of Terry Harper spars the McDonald twins a little bit and it's, it's, it's a natural part of the game. But do you think, um, as a female boxer, do you think the depth in the sport sometimes, is it difficult for you to be able to replicate opponent style and get female sparring partners in? Um, the reason I spar men is that I've, I've sparred boys and men since I was 11 so yeah. what I've always done even when I was on Team GB I was the only middleweight female so yeah. I was sparring the likes of Fowler, Count Smith yeah. um, all the lads yeah. so I've always done it but for me as well you're never going to come across a, a, a girl that can just got that 
that speed, that technique. Yeah. You, you know, you don't get the, the females that have the boxing brain, but it's, it's, there's a very, it's, it's very rare. Yeah, yeah. Very rare. So, like I said, the only thing difference is, is the power. Yeah. And these are, going back to that, these are very fine line of, you know, a male, a super middleweight man could easily hurt me. Yeah. Easily. So, then again, it's, it's very, as far like, like a lad's, yeah. Um, type thing to for the speed and in the in the technique, but like I said, once you go over that line, then there's a there's the vulnerability of getting hurt. Yeah. Quite quite easily. So there's there's the the pros and cons to that, I believe. Yeah. I mean, how good is it that at the minute the sport is adapting and changing in the sense that people just refer to a good fight as a good fight now rather than sort of uh, a women's bout if you like and even in sort of magazines and, and, and stuff like that and, and, and female fights being not referred to as female fights and being top of the bill and stuff that's that's got to be um, really good that they're getting on an equal footing and it's it's also good that youngsters that are coming through just see it as a normal sport to be involved in that that must be good to be part of that process oh 100 percent. i remember when i first walked through walked in the boxing gym yeah i was i was a big i think when i was 11 i was 60 kilo so i was i was always tall yeah and um, and there was a there was a time when i went two years without fight because there was no one in the country yeah i, I remember I remember going to a, into a boxing gym in Sunderland for sparring and I was only 13 or yeah. 12, 13 and I wasn't allowed to spar because I was a girl. Really? Let me, no, they wouldn't let me participate and yeah. I know now that gym has got female national champions. Yeah, I mean that's so, unbelievable isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. Um, so it didn't bother me because at the time I didn't like sparring so it was a bit no. of a win-win for me but yeah. looking back now, if I was... Not anyone else. Yeah. I could have just ran home and thought, you know what, I'm I'm never I'm never going back again. Yeah. And, so, and I, I'm, I'm sure there's loads of girls I've happened to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. And the the nice thing is now, and and obviously it's more prevalent because we were able to see it through social media and stuff. But people like yourself and and Taylor and Michaela Mayer in the US and Breakhouse and stuff, it's becoming cool for for young girls to want to do it and that's great there's, there's no stigma and stuff like that like you said I imagine it wasn't as probably even socially acceptable in some places like you said they didn't even let young girls spar and stuff yeah. so it's just great that that's more accessible isn't it yeah yeah I, I think and as well though obviously amateur boxing is totally different yeah. boxer folks to professional but I think the fight that really you know pushed it round that corner yeah. was Taylor Pursuit, the yeah. first one. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously it was on the Anthony Joshua undercard and it just got I remember it having a standing ovation in yeah. Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And I believe that that is when it started being called boxing yeah. and not female boxing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a, that, that's a great example. Um is there anywhere where you would sort of love to have a dream fight is there a certain venue that I know you're based in the northwest now and uh, but you hail from the northeast is, is there a certain venue that you think I would love to fight there um so 
No, not really. Like people have asked people have asked a lot of questions about do you know would the crowd matter to me and yeah. to be honest, I've always been that person where when I was younger I would never ever tell people that I was fighting. And I used to tell my mum and dad the night before. Yeah. Oh mum, do you know I'm going down there and tomorrow? Do you know the the kick off like why didn't you tell us? But I've always been that very. I've always I'm selfish, but I've always boxed for myself. Yeah. Do you know it, it is nice to have friends and family there, but personally, it's it's more of a I I, I do it for myself. Yeah. So I, I could do you know I'd box I'd box anywhere. It yeah. Doesn't, that doesn't really really bother me. Yeah, I I I just the sort of boxer that sort of doesn't use the crowd. You're sort of very much in the zone and concentrate on the on the job in hand. Yeah, but um, my last fight in Newcastle in the Utility Arena, yeah. that was the first time. I think I got I got a really good slot. I was on at half nine. And yeah. I remember walking out and everyone just screaming. I, I was like, oh my God, these actually know who I am. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a bit of a... I'll never forget it. It was just a surreal moment. And I think that was the first time I'd actually thought, God, this is actually what it feels like when yeah. people say I use the crowd yeah. to get me going. Because, yeah, it did, 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 did lift me up a bit. Well, that's great. And, and, and like you say, get the get the adrenaline pumping. But it's... Uh... It's it's a difficult one. I've spoken to some people who... You, you ask them if the lack of a crowd is, is a problem. But, of course, I suppose, especially those that are well-schooled amateur days and stuff like that and when they fought on the upward curve at the beginning of their career they often fight in, in small holes and stuff and where it's quiet and stuff like that so it's it's maybe not too too much of a different thing for them but uh is, is there any names that you would get excited about aside from shields i know there's sort of one or two um super middle people like uh Crew Desern and people like that. Is there any other names that you would really like to fight or that whet your appetite? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. French and Crews. Yeah. Um, also, the the other uh, super middleweight world champion Elaine. Yeah. Cos- Cosmos the Swede. Yes. Yeah. You see, I've I've boxed both of them as an amateur. Yeah. So, in to see, you know, how they've progressed and went on to boxes, I'd love to box them again as pros. And like I said. They're the big, they're the big girls. Yeah. And both of them can whack. Yeah. And I like to say I've been them before with Franchin, and I know Franchin can whack. Yeah. So they're they're the fights, and I've I've put them to opponents, you know, forward before. But, yeah. But like I said, it's it's one of them. I've I've learnt with pro boxing, it's not as simple as like I want to fight her and no. I want to fight for this belt. It's very very political and very business. Like I said, it's a, it's a business. Yeah. It, it, maybe that's the role reason of having a manager because you know, it's stressful and hard work. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, let them take the screen. <laughs> definitely, then. So I'd love to. I'd love to get an either of them. Yeah, they'd be great fights. Um, what's it like working with Peter Fury? I remember you saying last time we spoke about um, you being a little bit unsure when he was suggesting about switch hitting and stuff, and then. Once he did it, he thought, yeah, started getting comfortable with it. Are you still enjoying training under Peter? Yeah, yeah, we did. It's something new with Peter, and we've developed. I've, I really trust Peter. Yeah. And that that is the thing that I'm I'm 
more happy with yeah. that. I, tr- I trust Peter, and I think that is so important in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Really important. Like I said at the start, he'd tell me to do things in the mirror. I think, well, that's not going to work. Whereas now he tells me to do it, and I just should just do it. <laughs> yeah. I think at the start there was all there was loads of well, why, well, why, yeah. why am I doing that? But yeah. now it's just a case of I'll just shut up and get over them. Yeah. Um, if it was up to you, what what do you think would be the kind of boxing legacy that you would like to leave when when you finish the sport? Um. For me. I've got a couple of demons in the closet, you know, with the whole Olympics and yeah. Um, I've actually got a fourth. I was watching. What was I? I was watching some of the other day. Yeah. Oh God, I couldn't tell you what it was, and it, it was. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was, but it was something like, oh well, there's nothing worse than placing fourth in the Olympics. Oh really? And I thought, well, I've got a fourth place and a fifth place certificate, yeah. so yeah. What does that? So, I, do you know that that, that especially the London fiasco that took me a long, long time to get over. So for me, I, I wouldn't like to go through that again, where I've walked away from something not yeah. knowing that I've given me all. And I have this conversation with my amateur coach a lot, Tim, who yeah. I'm still really close to, and he says, he, he says, do you know, one day you'll just wake up and just think. I don't want to do this no more. Yeah. So it'll just it'll just come on you like that. And he said, when once you start thinking like that, that's when you know it's time to walk away. Yeah. So you know, until that day, I think it's a, a bit of um, you know, give me all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you ever so much um, for your time, Savannah. It's, it's been awesome catching up with you again, and and hopefully when we speak again and it's it's in better circumstances and we're surrounded with now but hopefully you, you still get the October card and uh, I wish you all the best um, and I'll I'll catch up with you soon yeah thank you very much thanks for that one no worries take care thanks ever so Cheers. much Savannah take bye care bye. see bye you bye. later bye, bye.